Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys' coverage of the 2016 Toy Fair International. In this show, we'll be looking at the new toys revealed by LEGO and Hasbro. Be sure to visit our website to see photos of all the new items shown at the show. Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys Toy Fair 2016 coverage. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And this is Justin. And we are here in New York. Marjorie and I are. We are actually in Grand Central Station. Well, we're in the Hyatt. We're not in Grand Central Station because it's full of weirdos right now. It's just there. Yeah, it's, what, negative 24 wind chill? Something like that, yeah. Jeez. I, you know, usually I envy you guys getting to go off to New York in February, but uh, not this time. You guys no. can have the negative temperatures yeah it's a cold blue and if you see somebody out on the streets for any prolonged period of time you're supposed to call 311 and they'll come get them off the streets wow yeah they're they're not messing around with this cold uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna quit being a wuss like i'm complaining about it being 22 degrees here so i think i'll take that as a heat wave and be all right with it well we got out of the cold for a little bit by going to see deadpool did you see deadpool yet justin oh yeah <laughs> you like it then uh, I'll put it this way. I really, 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 really liked it a whole lot. But when I knew that I was in love with this movie is when the end credits started to roll and they were playing Careless Whisper by Wham. <laughs> I then knew that this movie was made directly for me because I might be one of the only 20 people on the planet that has Careless Whisper in regular rotation on my iPod. Oh, so. it's in regular rotation on the big 80s on 8. Like, it's inescapable on Sirius XM, so <laughs> I don't need it on rotation because they have it on rotation for me. <laughs> oh, man, I, I really loved it. I, I mean, I was cracking up from the very first title card, you know, with all the, the little jokey things they put in the, the beginning credits. Producer, some hot chick, yeah. <laughs> These douchebags over here. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was great. I think it hit all the right notes of a Deadpool movie, and I really hope that they they do make a sequel. They they already kind of started talking about it during the movie. I know. Well, be, before it even opened, actually, too. <laughs> Seems to be doing pretty well. I mean, as of today, they're saying it's like the best box officing R-rated movie ever. So no, no, no. It may break every record for a February because when this movie was a month out, they said optimistically it might make eighty five million dollars over the President's Day weekend. We're recording this late Saturday night, and now they're saying 135 million. So it is almost doubled the highest projection. Wow! And it's really good that the marketing worked because this movie had amazing marketing with you know just the different Ryan Reynolds doing the videos, the Facebook ads. He took over like some TV shows like My Poor TiVo. I had to record Tosh Point Oh, Cops <laughs> and Teen, Teen Mom. Mom. 
Ugh. Yeah, and it was actually, that wasn't as great, the takeover there. They bought all the commercial time, but then they ran the same ads on every show. Oh, that's because I happened to see the ones that were on Tosh, and they seem pretty generic, like, you know, saying, like, he just kept saying this show and the people on this show. He never yeah. specifically said cartoon or Comedy Central or Tosh.0. Exactly. That's how it was on all of them. But, you know, normally when we're reviewing a movie on Now Playing a couple of days after Marvelicious comes out, I try to keep my cards close to the vest and be like, well, you're going to have to listen to NowPlayingPodcast.com. I still think you should, but I love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I had so much fun. I was laughing out loud the whole time. It was perfect. And I have seen a lot of Ryan Reynolds movies. I consider myself a Ryan Reynolds fan, but whatever he did to his voice, when that mask was on, I forgot it was Ryan Reynolds. It was just Deadpool. (laughs) You're a Ryan Reynolds fan? Oh, yeah. A long time. I am, too. I like Ryan Reynolds. I've been watching him ever since he was on 15. I don't know that show, but he was on what, Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Parlor. Oh, this is way before that. This was a show, a Canadian soap opera, when he was like 13 years old. Well, I've been watching him since his sonogram, since we're all alone. I'll take each other. You guys worry me with your love of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> He's dreamy. He really is. <laughs> and his on button's right next to his prostate. <laughs> I won't uh, say how I know that. <laughs> No, I thought the movie was fun. Marjorie had a few problems with it. I thought the story was kind of blah. It was funny, the story, but the story was kind of tired and blah. Colossus and whoever the hell that other girl is were kind of... Negasonic cute. Teenage Warhead. How could you not know this character that was in one issue of one X-Men comic once? <laughs> yeah, she was kind of boring. I think they probably had a list of like five or six people that they could pick out. <laughs> to to get in this movie and they're like sure that one sounds like fun <laughs> yeah i agree that sounds about that sounds about right hey i don't disagree with you that the story was a little bit rote and you know been there done that but that's that's not the reason for a deadpool movie the reason for a deadpool movie is for the antics and i was you know what i was a little scared that it was going to be kind of formulaic and all laid out in front of us. But I kind of like the way they chopped it up and told us this part of the story. Then like, oh, wait a minute, you need this information. So we went back. Yes, it was like a Quentin Tarantino superhero film. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Because, I mean, if you think about it, we've seen most of that movie in trailers already. I really think we only saw the first 10 minutes and I was happy with that. I, I think a lot of that movie that we've seen was the first fight on the bridge. We didn't see a lot of anything plot related. Yeah, true. I felt like we were just because we were in the that bar a lot and that car chase scene ended up taking up, you know, half the movie, if not more, once it was cut up the way it was. I also think that 85% of this movie can't be shown on TV. <laughs> Very true. People who wanted the PG-13 cut would be watching the trailer that was PG rated. I think that's what's left. Right. It was blue as blue can be. And all these parents are like, oh, it needs to be PG-13 so my kid can see it. No, it doesn't. Your kid can deal with not seeing a Deadpool movie. He can wait till he's 17 or at least 15 like I did with my first Triple X film. Exactly. I don't understand. Like, that argument never held any water for me. It's like, what do I tell my kid? It's like, well, you tell your kid that when he's old enough to see a movie, he can see it. But that's not fair, Justin. That's not fair. <laughs> well, they, they have these things called DVDs and Blu-rays now. So the movie's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> It'll be there waiting for you when you're 15. So 
<laughs> I, and speaking of R-rated, this is my favorite Stanley cameo ever. I've often wondered what is my favorite Stanley cameo. Deadpool wins it. Yeah, yeah, he totally wins it, and he probably had no idea what was going on. <laughs> well, I think more than anything, he had an idea of what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the continuation of him playing Hugh Hefner in Iron Man. <laughs> Did you happen to see it on IMAX or AMC Prime? I did see it on IMAX, and unfortunately, I was in the first five rows, so everybody was kind of pinheaded for me, but... (laughs) (laughs) Did you get the little Deadpool figure? No! No? What? Where was I supposed to get that? They were supposed to be handing them out. Yep, nope. It's really tiny. I don't want to oversell it. It's honestly about the size of one of those small grabs, like the 300 figures. Oh, okay. But it's painted... And it, no articulation, but it's Deadpool sitting like he was on the bridge reading a newspaper. Or actually, I think he's drawing the Yowie. It's just got he's got some paper in his hand, and we've been posing him everywhere all over New York. <laughs> I've seen some pictures. He's having a good time. <laughs> he is. He had pizza tonight. Because <laughs> yeah, we went and saw it on AMC Prime. What a great way to see a movie in a recliner with a subwoofer in the seat. But there's only oh. like four of those in the states. Nice. If you get the chance to see one, go. Yeah, so Deadpool did not disappoint. And I, I read something like it may, is going to make more money opening weekend than Days of Future Past or something like that. I, I have to research it at a time when I'm not in New York being sleep deprived to talk about toys. But it is making a ton of money. So a sequel, I think that's pretty much a guarantee. Yeah, and now I guess the question becomes... You know, hopefully they don't overdo it, right? Like, yeah, because a little bit of this could, has a potential to go a long way. Right. I don't. I don't need ten Deadpool movies in the next decade. All making balls jokes. <laughs> but I like the idea of what's been talked about in interviews, like doing the universe thing, where maybe the next Deadpool movie is X Force. Oh yeah. And then have another solo film and. I mean, I don't know that they would have the guts or if it would even make sense to have him show up, like, with James McAvoy and them (laughs) in one of those movies, if he would just be too disruptive in that kind of setting. Like, he would be like a Jar Jar Binks just in (laughs) saying, look at me in every scene. (laughs) You know what would be great, actually, is they can do a second one where it's either X-Force or Cable, kind of like they hinted at, you know, just a straight-up Deadpool 2 and then for Deadpool 3, actually market it as Fantastic Four 2 and let Deadpool just crash that entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'd say check it out. Not that you already haven't if you're listening, because if you were able to get in and see it, then you probably did. But let's get to what we're really here to talk about, and that's toys. Deadpool toy toys. <laughs> there, we, we will talk. About a Deadpool toy. One Deadpool toy. All right. Now, people watching the video or listening to this at home, we are recording this late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. We've only been to Toy Fair for one day. We're going to have another show for you next week looking at all the stuff from Funko and Kotobukiya and all those other companies at Jack's, but at Javits. But today we got to see Lego, Jack Pacific, which is why I had Jack's on the brain. Comic Cave Studios, got some new stuff to talk about there, and of course, the big mama, Hasbro. So, Lego, Justin, I have a bridge to sell you. (laughs) Do your best. Okay, they're making a bridge. 
What? From Spider-Man. <laughs> not just a bridge, because that's not exciting. Oh, I guess maybe it is for Lego people. I don't know. But no, it's it's the bridge from Spider-Man where he saves Mary Jane. And it's really cool, because it's got like road signs on it. It's got graffiti. It's It's pretty decent. It's called the Spider-Man Web Warriors Ultimate Bridge Battle. And they didn't say specifically what bridge it is, but I think it's either Brooklyn or George Washington. You get six, no, seven minifigures with that. Scorpion, Craven, and Green Goblin. Plus the ultimate Spider-Girl, who's like the clone of Peter Parker in the red outfit with the white spider. Right. Scarlet Spider with the hoodie. Spider-Man. And then you know you want an Aunt May minifigure. <laughs> how how big is this set? Is this kind of like their their answer to the, the Helicarrier? They don't have an Ultimate Collector set for Marvel this year. That's what the Helicarrier was. But what I talked to one of the Lego reps about, this is a 1,092-piece set that's going to retail for $100. If you Whoa. get two of them, though... You could put them together and have a full bridge because the by default, the set has it where like the bridge is broken in half and there's some flames and things. But you could get two and make an ultimate collector set and have two taxis on it. <laughs> uh, looking at some of their other offerings, it looks like they're kind of trying to theme it out around that bridge. Like just even looking at the packaging artwork, like they have a Doc Ock type of, I don't know, Mega Man type of thing where he's got this huge, <laughs> looks like Duracell batteries. <laughs> yeah, that is the Spider-Man Doc Ock's tentacle trap, and it comes with Captain Gwen Stacy on a boat. Yeah, that would look good next to a big bridge. You get White Tiger there. Somebody who was also covering it said, oh, look, it's the world's first Dennis Leary figure, but this is quite obviously not Dennis Leary. It's way too white-haired and old. <laughs> Have you seen him lately? And this character doesn't at all look irish but seriously I, I i don't want to move away from the bridge because i think we've undersold it this thing is incredibly detailed the bridge has graffiti and like a page from the daily bugle plastered against it look at the pictures check it out online it's the most i can't believe i'm walking away from lego and the thing i'm most excited about is a bridge but it's an awesome bridge <laughs> They've also got a new line they're doing at the $10 range. They're calling them the Mighty Micros. And you get two minifigures that come in, like, very small vehicles. They're, like, 85-piece sets. But they're going, like, wacky with the facial expressions. Like, Hulk. Car cartoony. Yeah, just, like, over-exaggerated, crazy faces. They're, they're, they're kind of fun just because it's a way to different the style that you get on all of these. Yeah, I looked at it as a nice way to mix it up because, I mean, there's only so many times you can do Spider-Man, Hulk, Captain America, and, you know, different outfits and sure. This is kind of fun. I mean, they're like you said, Hulk is making just a wacky face. He's looking like he somebody let one go and he's smelling it. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was a cute idea. I thought that was kind of, kind of a neat way to break out of the, the Lego mold. And then, of course, they have a bunch of Avengers-themed sets now. Lest we get into an Iron Man 3 speedboat chase kind of scenario here, what we've been told is these are sets inspired by Civil War the movie, but they're not necessarily Civil War sets. <laughs> so just because there's an Iron Skull sub-attack does not mean Red Skull is returning and has a black submarine and that 
Captain America is going to be trapped in an underwater phone booth. <laughs> it's starting to sound like maybe Lego gets like the first rejected draft of these Marvel yeah, movies. Well, that's what happened with the speeder bike or the speedboat chase from Iron Man 3. <laughs> the sub attack's kind of fun, though, because I opened the little coffin or whatever Captain America's trapped in. It's a shark cage. Is that what it is? It looks like it, yeah. He's got flippers on. So it's like a Captain America with flipper feet. Why is Captain America diving in a shark cage? Who cares? Well, it looks like he's a prisoner because Red Skull is driving the sub and the cage is chained to it. So I think they're trying to drown Captain America and Iron Man in his scuba gear is coming to the rescue. But they put flippers on him in case he got out and then wanted to swim. Yes. Nice. Well, I mean, it's thoughtful of him. Now, there is a Civil War branded Black Panther pursuit set that comes. It's 287 pieces. You get a Winter Soldier, a Captain America, and a Black Panther. And Black Panther's flying not quite a Quinjet, but some kind of jet. Bucky's on a motorcycle, and Captain America is in his Task Force Jeep. Ooh. Doesn't Black Panther have some sort of jet? I thought he had a jet as part of his getup. I'm not familiar with that. I haven't seen it. I mean, I often read about it when he's in New York, and I haven't I asked how he travels there. <laughs> it's a cool-looking set, though. I really... The one they had there with Winter Soldier kind of popping a wheelie the way it was displayed, I thought it was a cool set. Nice. And there's quite a few Winter Soldiers coming. He also is in another set we'll talk about in just a little bit. The other Civil War brand is that they have Crossbones Hazard Heist, where you get Crossbones, Falcon, and Black Widow, and Widow's on a motorcycle, and Crossbones is driving, what is that, a Jeep? It looks like a Jeep. Maybe not name brand Jeep, but yeah. No. It's a <laughs> Jeep-like vehicle. Then they didn't have a box for this, and they didn't even have a name for it. It's just called Confidential Captain America Movie 2. <laughs> and it looks like some kind of prison tower or dock watchtower that has a war machine on it. There's an Iron Man. There's a Black Widow. There's a Scarlet Witch. And Winter Soldier is flying some kind of Quinjet vehicle. Huh. Then if you need a Thanos, they're doing a very comic-based Avengers space mission where you get Captain Marvel flying a spaceship and Thanos is there. I mean, it's a fun set. They're doing a lot of these flying vehicles. That one's going to be $60 and should be out real soon. But no, I had there's a lot of cool stuff coming from Lego again this year, both movie-based, comic-based, and Ultimate Spider-Man-based. But no, no mention of the little flipper things that they were trying to push last year? Nope, none of those. But I had to save my absolute favorite. If I could only have one Lego set this year, well, then I'd save a lot of money. Because the one I want absolute most is only 217 pieces and going to cost me $19.99. Spider-Man Ghost Rider Team-Up. <laughs> they have a Ghost Rider motorcycle that is so awesome with so many translucent flames on it and a orange hellfire chain. I don't need Spider-Man and Hobgoblin. I would pay 20 just for that Ghost Rider. <laughs> that is pretty cool. That's, that's, a, that's a good set for 20 bucks. And look, it comes at the street corner. You get a trash can and some newspaper boxes. That could be leading up to the bridge. <laughs> Ghost Rider can pop a wheelie on the bridge. Then I've matched the two best sets there. 
Well, from Lego, we went over to Jack Specific, and we weren't planning on covering any Marvel there. Yeah, I mean, they've got a remote control car that can flip over on wheels and still drive on the other side. But it turns out they have some sums. Is that how you say it? Is some sums? I believe it's some sums. It means stack, stack in Japanese. It's those little, little stuff things you stack. But they've got them in plastic form, and they kind of look like labbits. Yeah, they do. They're a little piggy looking things. Yeah. I said that when I saw the stuffed ones that are at the Disney store, but now Jax is taking that format and making them blind packaged characters. Well, some are blind packaged and some come in, you buy this set, you get these on them. So like Bonkazonks or like Spider Pods, now we've got some sums. <laughs> there's some lucky ones or super lucky ones you know i don't think i need to get into this at first i'm like oh they're cute but now i'm like you know what i don't i just don't no no i'll get the black cat i'll get the ghost rider calling it a day you know i've seen these at target not necessarily the marvel license obviously but just a generic disney license i think same type of packaging here too whereas yes, they have a disney line that was sitting right next to this okay yeah, so this is a concept that's already out there. I've seen it, I think, at Target. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this doesn't really do a whole lot to float my boat, but it's it's in that, that cutesy area. It doesn't sum your sum? It doesn't sum my sum. Not with a T or without a T. <laughs> and then Comic Cave Studios was here with all of their new Iron Man figures. These are the super alloy figures, and it's been made very clear to us. The first couple figures were play imaginative. Play Imaginative did not have the money to keep going. Comic Cave Studio bought the license, and they appear to be trying to squelch the Play Imaginative name due to its bad reputation, like a cockroach with Raid. Yes, yes, they're very clear that these are Comic Cave, and in no way, shape, or form should they be called Play Imaginative whatsoever. Well, that's probably for the best. Yes. But they are going to come out hard and heavy now that they've got this ready. I mean, they released those first four figures, and that was... Fine and dandy and cool, but now they have a lot more just ready to go. The Hulkbuster was, of course, the one that grabbed my eye the absolute most in their display. That thing is giant. It is perfectly to scale with all the others. <sighs> so are you going to have to get this one and compare it to the Figuarts Hulkbuster? I will say the Comic Cave Studios is much better looking than the play imaginatives were because we had that problem with the glossiness. Comic Cave has fixed that and has made them high gloss. Nice. Although it seems that the Hulkbuster is just intentionally more matte. Huh. And because I've seen that on a number of different toys now where, like, the Hulkbuster just doesn't have the car finish. For example, Comic Cave Studios has life-sized Iron Man figures. And you can get the Mark 43 for only $8,000, and it has the light-up chest reactor RT and zero points of articulation. For eight grand, I would hope I could wear that suit. Well, yes, but come on, Justin, it's a bargain. <laughs> I mean, just one? I think you need three. Well, house party. <laughs> exactly. I mean, infinite repaints. <laughs> Well, they also had, although I understand them to be sold out now, life-sized Hulk and Hulkbuster, and the Hulkbuster did not have the very chrome car finish, and it was 13000 That was for the life-size one? Yeah. Do you mean the three-quarter or the... No, the life-size. Oh, wow. That actually doesn't sound too unreasonable. 
Yeah, it's a small I mean, car. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm going to buy it, but a life-size prop of that at 13000 that's not completely out of whack. They also, I did talk to them about that really awesome quarter-scale mechanical one. Oh, yeah, with the remote control. Let's play The Price is Right, Justin. What's top dollar without going over? Old lady, old lady, old lady, old lady. Well, you got to take the cost of the Hot Toys one and what that goes into. It's about twice the size. I'm going to say $2,752. What? (laughs) (laughs) Admittedly, you did not go over. I did not go over, but I didn't even hop near the neighborhood. (laughs) And meanwhile, I'm like, $6,000? Huh. Oh, jeez. No, you didn't. Talk some sense into him, Justin. <laughs> Talk some sense into him, please. Okay, Arnie. $6,000, you're only seven away from a life-size. No, Justin. <laughs> oh, wrong way, wrong way. Oh, we were friends. <laughs> the life-sized one, A, is sold out. B, I'm not positive that that was life-sized, like one-to-one scale. It may just have been a giant statue. And third, it doesn't have auto mechanics where, like, the lid opens and everything. I mean, that's $6,000 a wow factor right there. (laughs) It really is. But back to the comic cave real quick. They've got the shades armor, which is basically the same as the... Shotgun. That's a repaint, isn't it? Yeah, it is a repaint of shotgun. It is also an exclusive... Uh, it's some Japanese festival exclusive, and the exclusives will be coming to the States, but in extremely limited numbers. They don't do, like, edition run sizes, but we actually got some information. The standard Comic Cave 112 scale figure has a run of about 2,500, but the exclusives have a run of about 1,000. Oh, wow. So the Shades, if he comes up for order in the States... You do not want to wait. They also had the striker armor out, and he looked kind of cool with his construction zone arms. Yeah, I, that's one that sticks out in my mind from Iron Man 3. I kind of remember that suit pounding on the ground or on the that catwalk. They also had Silver Centurion and Mark 43. The plus side is they all look really cool. The bad side is well, they're coming out very fast now. A little too fast. Well, they got like four years to make up for. <laughs> I mean, come on. And they've had this license and they purchased it. They told me an amount. So they don't remember what they told me, but and now they got to pump these out. Come on. Well, my figure arts Hulkbuster arrived just before we went on this trip. So I need to open it. The question is, is there such a thing as too much Hulkbuster? Yes, there is. There, there might be. There also might be just too many die-cast figures in this scale, as we also found a brand new company there called Sentinel Toy. So Sentinel Toy? Well, they actually have hyphens in it. I understand, but it's Sentinel. But But they they want somebody to to enunciate it. Yeah, I think it's Sentinel. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I didn't name their company, and perhaps they're just trying to translate with the inflection. But they have a line called re-edit, and not like re-edit like I do to a show, but as if the subject line was edit and somebody replied to my email, and so the subject line is now re-edit. So what you could have said to save a lot of words was re-colon-edit. Well, yes, but I said it more flowerly. (laughs) Mine mine told a story. (laughs) So these are yet another line of die-cast... Iron Man figures. 
They are not as die-cast as the Super Alloy Comic Cave, which are 75% die-cast, but these are die-cast, light-up figures. They are slightly bigger by my eye. They seem to be like 7-inch figures versus 6-inch. What they pointed out is this is one of the few lines to be super articulated, have electronics, and not be based on the movies. These are the comic-style characters of Hulkbuster, Iron Patriot with the full Captain America shield, War Machine with the giant, like, rocket launcher on his shoulder, Extremis Armor Iron Man. I mean, it's kind of cool. Hearing you say that, describe it as the comic version of those, paints a different picture in my mind because I think of what Hasbro has done in the past with comic versions of these characters. But what these guys are doing, to my eye, are taking comic versions of these outfits but putting them in a movie realistic looking style, which yeah, is kind that's of a, exactly it. Yeah, it's kind of a cool crossbreed of the two worlds. That's a good way to put it because they do have the high gloss, very metallic look. So, for example, if they were to do a classic Iron Man, I don't think he'd look like he was in a yellow jumpsuit with the muscles. Right. <laughs> These are all very, even though it's the comic armor, the paint job looks right out of Iron Man the movie. The one that really caught my eye was the the Iron Patriot with the star on his chest and everything. And we actually have a Hasbro version of that figure that feels a little... I don't want to say softer, but like rounder and more smooth edges where this seems to have like nice, sharp, crisp, clean cuts to it like the movie suits usually do. Yeah, I I actually love that figure. And of course, the Hulkbuster. What's keeping me away from Sentinel, though, is the price, whereas the Comic Cave ones are about 140 and really I'm finding them mostly for 100 to 120 MSRP. On this Iron Patriot is two twenty. Yeah, that's kind of pricey. That's a lot pricey. That's most the way to a hot toy. Yeah, it is a hot toy if it's not an Iron Man. If you're looking at like your Scarlet Witch hot toy, that is a two twenty figure, and these are so small. Yes, they're nice. They're die cast. A lot of them had TBD pricing, but when you see one that's two twenty, you kind of know what you're in for for the rest. Yeah. And it seems like these are somewhat in the prototype phase. Where some of yeah, them... the electronics weren't fully set up yet. That's why there's all the wires in the pictures. Yeah. The Hulkbuster, I was happy to say, was only three fifty nine. They had it in the holder in just such a way that I thought it might be eight fifty nine, but no, three fifty nine. <laughs> That's a little bit more reasonable, but you know, Still, now I can price. buy two. No. <laughs> well, he had already budgeted for the eight, so. True. <laughs> but no. Yeah, these are interesting to me. I, you know, they don't strike me as something that I'm going to hop all in on. But, you know, if I catch one at the right price, I wouldn't mind owning one sometime down the line. I'm going to kind of hope that maybe they go the way of the Play Arts Kai variant figures that have an MSRP of like 150 and I got the entire line on eBay for about 180 of like seven figures. Oh wow! They they're like down to 30 bucks a piece if you're ordering them from overseas. It's like crazy cheap. If if I found that Iron Patriot or that Hulkbuster at 75 percent of the price, it would be mine. Yeah, I'd be all over that. But I'm kind of staying away from the line. 
again, we talk about it on the show so often. How many scales of figures do we need? Yeah, I think we've got everything covered. Although no one's making the five eighths figure still. Five eighths, that would be slightly bigger than one quarter and slightly less than one third. I think you're right, because we have both one quarter and one third. I meant five eighths of an inch. Oh, I thought you meant five eighths scale, like five eighths of scale. <laughs> no, I'm going for the five eighths of an inch. Actually, Hasbro does kind of have that scale. We got a few of those Iron Man and Wasp figures in that scale. <laughs> Of course, Hasbro was where we spent most of our day. They have a new scale of figures, two-inch <laughs> figures. What? They have a new line. The superhero mashers have been so successful, they now have superhero mashers micro. <laughs> Midget mashers. <laughs> you can't use that word, Justin. <laughs> Little <Sorry>. people mashers. <laughs> oh, I was going to say midget tinies. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... The parts are somewhat interchangeable. You could actually take some of these heads and put them on the regular masher figures or take regular masher parts and mix them with these. They are compatible, but totally different scale. And actually, I find myself liking these figures. They remind me of the old Galactic Heroes. Like, I've never liked the current line of the play school figures, but these have exaggerated heads and hands that remind me of, like, the superhero squad. They kind of do, but they're kind of angular at the same time. And I, I, I'm i going to have to think about them. I don't know how I feel. They let us build our own, and I ended up actually building an anti-venom that was pretty awesome. <laughs> nice. I mean, that they're starting with anti-venom in the line, and there's, you know, Rocket Raccoon and Black Widow. They look to be non-articulated, though. Well, they're mashers, so you can twist the parts and the arms do, you know, you swap them. But no, there's no, like, elbow joints or anything. The skeleton is a non-articulated body. Then you just add the parts and you can twist them. Got it. And a couple of them even come with little vehicles, which is, again, really driving home that superhero squad. I'm not saying they look like them. I'm just saying that it's kind of that type of cute for me. In a way that the larger mashers never did anything. Yeah, I mean, these are much more displayable and more cutesy, but I, I'm very selective in the mashers I get. And in fact, all the mashers I've owned have been gifts, so that should tell you something. <laughs> but yet she asked for one. Well, I didn't want to pay for it, so I needed someone to buy it for me. Yeah, so someday she'll have the Juggernaut. See, so that's how I do I do like the Juggernaut one. I did see him the other day, and I'm like, ooh. But I think I like Juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never been a huge Master fan, and these aren't necessarily going to put me over into that category. But I can see what they're doing here. If it's a popular line, it's a, it's a neat way for maybe a kid to get started. You know, if mom and dad don't want to pay... 10 or 15 bucks for one of the sets on the shelf. Like these things will probably be like five bucks. I'm guessing. I'm surprised. I, from what I can tell, these aren't going to be blind packaged. These feel like they could be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just like picking up where that Bonkazonk spider pod, Marvel 300 line or 500 line left off. But I'm certainly going to, I already got an anti-venom. Ghost Rider will be mine. I hunted and hunted through that parts bin. They did not have the Ghost Rider parts. I was one of the first ones down there. <laughs> so I'll certainly pick him up, but I actually have now found mashers I don't instantly hate. I think that's a plus. <laughs> and that's the 
it's the raving round of applause they're going to get from us at this point. That's yeah. actually the tagline for their poster. A line of mashers I don't actively hate. Marvelicious toys. <laughs> it's like the movie review on the back of a DVD. But there is a Hulkbuster masher coming too, so. Of course. A micro masher. No, masher masher. Oh, ma- well, both, because I saw the micro one too. Oh, that's right. So yes, both scales. But of course... Let's get to what people really want to talk about, the two-and-a-half-inch movie line. Of course. (laughs) I felt bad because I had to do the Marvel because they split us into two groups this time, and they didn't care that you came with somebody and you guys are working together or anything. So Arnie took Star Wars. I took Marvel. I got screwed on this deal. I just want to point this out that I ended up having to take photos of, like, hundreds of action figures, and he had, like, six. But I digress. (laughs) No one was paying any attention to the two and a half inch figures in the Marvel booth. So I was able to go over there and take a look at those that a diorama set up. They have some play sets. Some of those are already hitting stores. I think the Civil War ones already hit stores at Target, the big 18 pack. Well, it has like eight, Justin. Yes. <laughs> and Marjorie picked it up the other day. Yeah, I did pick it up the other day. And the funny thing is that I posted it on our Facebook page and immediately someone said, well, there's no Black Widow. And it's like, dude, really? Because... Actually, is there, I think there is a Black okay, Widow. No, they said, no oh, Scarlet no Witch. No Scarlet Witch. And I'm like, dude, really? Because everyone complained there's no Scarlet Witch in any of the prior stuff. No, Black Widow in the prior stuff. Well, screw it. <laughs> in other words, you can make none of the people happy all of the time. That's pretty much what it amounts to. I do have that pack thanks to Marjorie. I'll get these two sets because... Reasons. Yeah. But I was intrigued when i was talking to dwight after the presentation while marjorie was taking her photos i got to actually talk to the brand team and we were talking about the difference between the five poa movie all-star figures and the two and a half inch movie figures and they are not doing all-star movie figures this year they did some great ones last year i gave them some compliments on that vision i said five poa or not a good figure is a good figure well, that was a backhanded compliment, but all right, Arnie. <laughs> well, everybody around me was complaining about 5 POA, so I felt I should really defend the best 5 POA figure I've seen in 10 years. You look really pretty if you wear makeup. <laughs> That's kind of what it was like. <laughs> that dress would be great on you if you wore some Spanx. He's the A student of the remedial class. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but... What they said was this is, and I hadn't put this together, this is their third year of doing the two-and-a-half-inch line of figures. So that's quite a few years of doing the style. They started, of course, with Guardians of the Galaxy and all those vehicles, but they said that they're doing them this year, and then next year, what the, the line is intended for kids. Collectors aren't even supposed to look at this. I'm an anomaly in that I do. And they're trying to figure out how to engage kids, but this is three years of this. But next year, year four, they're going to look and see if maybe they do something else. So maybe this line will continue next year, or maybe this is the last year of the two-and-a-half-inch figures. <sighs> okay, but this is common, because don't you remember, for a long time, it was cookie-cutter among G.I. Joe, Transformers, Star Wars, and Marvel, where they would go with one thing, and then it'd be across all the lines. they test it in one, like the comic packs. They were one and then the other, and they actually went through all the lines. So the mashers went through all the other lines. You're right. I think they are trying to fill, you know, a 
a niche there for kids. And, you know, like you said, we're not supposed to pay attention to them, but I'm glad that they are giving kids a realistic style looking figure to choose from rather than just all the, like, we're just talking about the micro mashers and the, the play school looking figures. Like, you know, it's neat to have movie representations of the things that you like. My feeling on them is that I didn't mind them at all for Guardians because I wanted to have a Milano ship and things. And if they couldn't do that for three and three quarter inch figures, then fine. Two and a half inch it is. But Civil War isn't really vehicle heavy. And that build your Avengers Tower thing was really stretching it. You know, so how do you know it's not vehicle heavy? You haven't seen it yet. The toy line is oh, not the toy vehicle line. heavy. Well, we haven't seen much yet. We've seen everything they're offering. We have two play sets. Uh, like oh, okay, Jeep. for that. I mean, yeah. I meant the whole entire we're, that there's not going to be any vehicles. Period for the, in anything. I don't think there is, other than this two and a half inch line. Oh, they're okay. not making Legends vehicles. I guess we're getting a motorcycle. We're going to talk about it in a moment. But yeah, this is. We've already spent too much time on these now because Arnie has a problem. Well, let's talk legends. Which ones? Yeah. All legends. I know. They're all legends now, which is very confusing because to me, legends are six-inch figures. You and everybody else. I mean, that's yeah. just – that's that's what we've come to know legends as a six-inch. But it, now legends are three and three-quarter inch. No. Nope. And and now legends are 12-inch. No. Nope. And, and six-inch. <laughs> and now – Legends are life-sized accessories. <laughs> I'm a legend. Are you a legend? If everybody's a legend, nobody's a legend. <laughs> Welcome to Marvelicious Legend Toys. Yeah, this is... Uh, you can't just say legend for everything. It's too confusing. Le- it worked for Barney Stinson. For a while, it did. But then it got kind of old, so... But legends are a success, Justin. Maybe next they'll have two and a half inch legends. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I say for the purposes of our show, we when we say legends, we're talking about six inch figures. If we're talking about three, three quarter inch, we'll probably say Marvel Universe or maybe even Infinite Series. I doubt it. (laughs) We never called them that before. (laughs) Why would we call them that now that they're not? And now that they're reintroducing 12-inch figures, I don't know why they didn't just call them icons like they did before. Marvel Legends icons. Oh, these are – we're going to talk about them. These 12-inch figures are far superior to icons. Ooh. Yeah, these are actually – you're going to be surprised. But I think we're just going to have to refer to them by number now because, you know, it's – honestly, how does George Foreman refer to all of his children? George. Yep. I mean, we no, just... really, they're all. He just calls them all George. People have asked him this question. He has five sons named George, and he just refers to them all as George, and they sort it out. <laughs> well, let's talk about the twelve-inch Legends figures because that is new. They kind of teased me because they showed a slide during their presentation, and they were like, "We thought about these." They showed like Giant Man and Goliath and. Thanos, and they're like, what do all these things have in common? They're big. I'm like, oh, so they're going to make giant Legends figures. No. Well, kind of. (laughs) They're going to make giant Legends figures of normal-sized characters. (laughs) They're making 12-inch Legends figures, the first three of which are Captain America, Iron Man, and Spider-Man. And these are going to be highly articulated figures, like 30 points of articulation with a number of accessories and swappable heads 
and basically a blown-up legend with far more detail and paint apps than you ever saw in the Icon series. I mean, we just got... That sounded like you memorized their marketing spiel. <laughs> Didn't it, Justin? A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but it sounded more shake-weighty, not one of the... <laughs> <laughs> Less chop chef and more shake-weighty, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, we just reviewed an Icons figure because they put that giant man in that Comic-Con Ant-Man pack. And remember how horrible that figure is? Yes. Now, let me let me say this, though. Okay, here's what impresses me, is that what they've done with these first three figures is shown me that they're willing to actually do sculpting for these rather than making a generic buck like that giant man. Or like the Titan heroes. Right. But with the giant man, that that buck had been reused on so many previous Hasbro 12 inch figures. And here it looks like they're they're if they're going to do this line, they're going to do some sculpting. And when I say icons, I don't mean the Hasbro ones. I'm talking back to toy biz days when they actually made very nice 12 inch ones. And that was a very successful line. And it looks like that's what Hasbro is coming back to here. So, well, maybe Hasbro tarnished the name icon. Yeah, possibly. And everything's a legend. (laughs) So we just have to call it legends. (laughs) Well, I and a couple other people did ask about them using this line to make a giant manor thing so that you could have some figures that were in scale with your six-inch legends. And Dwight did say the Spider-Man buck is a generic male buck. So if they wanted to do that, if they wanted to have a giant man figure or one of the big figures, that would be a buck they could go on to do that. Nice. Yeah. Poor, poor Dwight had the most awkward phrase I think I've ever heard when he referred to a little boy body buck. <laughs> I know. That's the weirdest thing I've heard since Puppy Monkey Baby. <laughs> uh, stupidest commercial, but probably the best money they've ever spent. Everybody's talking mm-hmm. about that commercial. <laughs> but I like the fact that like the Spider-Man's coming with three different heads. You get the full Peter Parker. You get the mask up around the nose, and then you get the full Spider-Man one. Captain America's coming with the Steve Rogers head with a removable helmet and then the full helmeted head. You get the swappable hands. And I like the paint jobs on these quite a bit. I don't know that I need these figures. Again, all the scales. shut up. Come on. We know that you're going to end up buying them. I might buy one. Right. Anyway. This feels like a picky and choosy type of line. Yeah. 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 And Arnie picks ones and then he chooses them. (laughs) I'll, I'll say this. The packaging on them is a little bit odd because it reminds me almost like in the way the letters are and things it's it's almost if i squint like a throwback to the toy biz classic covers line oh yeah i can see that full window box a little bit Uh uh-huh like if they took away the opening flap that's what this reminds me of huh yeah this this is this is a cool little entry and i'll be interested to see where where they go with this next i mean they kind of hit three of the biggest guys they have out there right now <laughs> out of the gate. So it'd be, it, it'll be interesting to see if they go any deeper into other characters as this goes on. Yeah. What Dwight said though, is Spider-Man, even he is surprised how well they're selling. And the fact that wave after wave of Spider-Man legends and they sell exceptionally well. And 
at the end of the year when they ask people and you know things like the poppies happen and what's your favorite figure, what's your favorite wave, these Spider-Man figures come up again and again. So to get Spider-Man, Cap, and Iron Man out there, all right, you've got your standard three. What's next? Give me a Hulk. So, all right, let's talk Legends. Wait, which one's? Three and three-quarter inch scale. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we were talking Legends. Allegedly, I don't know. Now, they announced a lot of figures coming in this line, and they had so many on display, too. I mean, Spider-Man in his metal suit, Gamora in her space suit, getting Rogue, getting Vision. I mean, there's just uh, quite a few figures coming right away, plus the glorious return of the comic packs. Yes, indeed. I'm really looking forward to the two Spider-Man sets. Yeah, see, I'm... That's what's great about the comic packs is since they don't come with any sort of build-a-figure thing, I feel like I can get the ones that I like and ignore the other ones. And that Spider-Man one didn't really set me on fire, but, you know, there's other ones that I thought looked kind of cool. Mechanical Masters? Yeah, that one looks all right. There's other ones that also just kind of like look like, hey, all right, straight up repaint. It looks like we're getting, is that a Hyperion in, in a black suit? Yeah, you're getting Hyperion and Ultimate Hyperion in that set. Ah. I I find it weird that you're getting two of basically the same character. It's an odd pairing, like shield-wielding heroes, or Thor and new female Thor. It's, it's like, I'm I'm happy to get the new Jane Thor figure, as or as a figure, but couldn't we, like, I don't know, mix it up? <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to have them feel like the old Star Wars Evolutions packs? <laughs> Well, then there's one that looks like they did mix it up with characters, and you got, like, a Kree soldier and uh, Captain Marvel. But Captain Marvel is a single-carded figure in the first wave of Marvel Legends 3 and 3 quarter inch. Actually, it's Marvel and Marvel. So, you see? <laughs> oh, that is Marvel, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you know what I was confusing him with? They used to have that character in Legends with the swappable head to make him a Kree soldier. Ah, yeah. But yeah, that my bigger point being is that Marvel or Captain Marvel being reissued this close again to it being an individual figure. My favorite three and three quarter inch legend, though, is one that I think we came in and we thought it was a six inch figure. They're doing a couple movie series three and three quarter inch legends as if that couldn't be more confusing now <laughs> versus just having a Civil War three and three quarter inch line. But that Falcon looks pretty awesome with his giant wingspan. Yeah, he was pretty impressive. They're really big on the Falcon this year, too. Whew. And that's that's three and three-quarter inch, huh? That is three and three-quarter inch with, like, a six-inch wingspan. Nice. It's in the vehicle series along with Cap on his motorcycle, which I think we talked about on our previous show. We were firmly convinced this was six-inch because it was called Legends. Right. Yep, no, it's three and three-quarter. Well, that and he had some articulation, too, so it threw us off. <laughs> yeah that looks pretty cool and actually seeing more detailed pictures of it now the official hasbro release photo i'm kind of glad that's three and three quarter inch because the details seem a little soft and the scale seems a little off if that was going to be a six inch motorcycle I, I i'm just saying i wouldn't be happy paying the money for that as a bigger scale bike but it, i mean what they said during the q a is that Three and three quarter inch articulated figures are a real challenge for them to keep making just because people are far more 
touchy about price increases for three and three quarter inch figures. Apparently, we're more willing to see a price increase on a six inch figure than a three and three quarter inch figure. It's the perceived value, and when three and three quarter inch figures used to cost four ninety nine ten years ago, it hurts now that they're expensive. Yeah, but there is a a lot of price hike going on there. Sure, ten years ago they were five bucks, but five years ago they were six seven bucks. Here we are at some places, 13, 14, 15 bucks. Let me tell you the good news, though, because I did ask during the Q&A about these comic packs what the price was going to be for those, because I honestly was thinking 25 to 30. The MSRP, 1999. Well, that's nice. Wow. Isn't it? Yeah. That's what they went away at. That's where they were. Yeah, if you're getting two of these highly art- – and I asked. I said, are these the same articulation as the Legends 3 and 3 quarter? Yes. So same buck, same everything. It's a real bargain to get the comic packs. Nice. Well, maybe those will be the more popular the the series, and they'll keep those going. I need to correct myself. That two-pack was Hyperion with Marvel now Hyperion, not Ultimate Hyperion. Oh. Well. Just to clarify. That's quite the faux pas, Arnie. Yes. There is one three-and-three-quarter-inch legend that has me somewhat excited. Living Laser. I thought that one looked awesome, too, with all his translucence. Oh, yeah. It looks like they did a cool, a nice job of, like, a faded translucent from the bottom to the top. I like Hydro Man for a, the similar reason. Yeah. I I haven't seen any pictures to let us know if he even has legs or not. That might just be a figure with an upper torso that sticks in that plastic piece. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like a big tube. He does not have legs. Uh, unless they pack them separately and yeah. we haven't seen him. We did not see him carded. That's kind of cool. So, no, I'm I'm excited for where that line is going. If calling them legends means I get more of them, legend away. <laughs> but, hey, let's talk about legends. Six inch? No, role play. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> is this the premium role play? It is. Okay, so I had an awkward encounter with Dwight where, well, he only knows the Wonder Twins and Apparently, I need to step up more at Comic-Con. You're usually the one filming Justin I, and I. I told him, I said, usually I'm holding stuff. <laughs> and he goes, oh. <laughs> but we had a conversation because they have now premium role play for Marvel, and they've got a Captain America shield. And I think I've come to terms with that I'm a shield collector. And I apparently was the only one who got to hold this because it was a prototype. I asked if I could hold it, and they said no. Marjorie asked, and they said yes. Tell yeah. me that's... <laughs> <laughs> so I got to put my hands through the straps and feel the weight and touch it all over. I was the only one who apparently I got to touch it. So it, it's kind of like that one that we got from Japan that was like $200. Mm-hmm, but the thinner, cat toys? Yeah, thinner plastic. Now, the cat toys one was ABS, and this is ABS, so it was really lightweight on your arm? Yes, it was very lightweight, and it feels very plastic. It feels like you're carrying one of the smaller role-play ones, like is that some kind of heft, you know? Mm-hmm. It is painted better. So. And what we saw, I asked, because I, I noticed a lot of paint flaws. Yes, it's a prototype. Yes, it is. It, this is a hand-painted one. They It will be perfectly painted when it's out. Oh, nice. They also had an Iron Man helmet that... It fits most heads. They said if you have a large head, it may not fit you. It, it kind of fits like a bike helmet inside, and then the the face plate, well, you can either lift up or it can be taken off, and you can wear it around the house or for, you know, sexy time or whatever. 
That helmet has me a little bit intrigued because I don't know about you, but I picked up the Star Wars Black Series Kylo Ren helmet that I think is probably a similar concept to what they're trying to do here. And that's an impressive piece of collecting right there. I mean, it's a it's a voice changer and a toy, but it was 80 bucks. So if this one has light up eyes and all that stuff, I could see this being kind of a cool little way to get into prop or rep. You know, well, yeah, their their intent is that people are going to wear this to cosplay and it's going to be affordable. These are each going to be priced at ninety nine ninety nine. and they're available for pre-order on Amazon right now and they're not going to be shipping until August. The reason for the pre-order is so they can kind of gauge the interest on it to see if it is something that people want them to go forward through. The Iron Man helmet. For some reason, it's just not grabbing me as much as, like, the FX Collectibles one. Admittedly, it's one-ninth the price of the FX Collectibles one. (laughs) But the light-up eyes, I didn't feel like they lit up right because you're still able to see out of them. It kind of looked like dim lights. Well, it's safety, but okay. (laughs) I mean, if you weren't able to see out of it, someone would sue them. (laughs) I tumbled down the stairs because Hasbro didn't put right lights in my eyes. The shield, I think, looks amazing, and sure, we can just add another shield to your shield armory, making this one the fourth. But if these are successful, we started talking about, of course, Mjolnir mm-hmm. is in the lineup. And then somebody asked if they do villain stuff, and they're like, well, like what? And nobody really had a great answer. His response was Loki's helmet, and they're like, oh, maybe. I'm like, what about Loki's scepter? Oh, yeah, that. How about a tesseract? Ooh. Nice. Infinity Gauntlet? Maybe. Uh, Yeah. A non-foam one? Yeah. (laughs) But I just wonder, like, you know, I guess the shield would be good to carry around as part of a costume because it does look better than the cheap ones, and it is a lot more lightweight. But I wonder if the helmet just won't blend with armor unless you're going as, like, Tony Stark wearing a suit with a helmet, which I don't even know if that happened. (laughs) But somebody was – I overheard this, and I'm going to get a little controversial here, but – one of the Hasbro people was talking to somebody doing photography, and they said, yeah, don't you think cosplayers are going to love this? And he's like, no, I don't. And they were like, well, why? And he goes, well, first of all, there's cosplay snobbery. His term. Yeah, there is. Where yeah. if you don't make it, it's not real cosplay. And second, the same kind of thing is going to be like, well, this isn't exactly accurate. Mm-hmm. If I cast this myself and you know did all the... I'm blanking on the term of how you make the, like, plastic armor parts I used to know. Yeah, injection molding? cast yeah. it and all that good stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you did it yourself, it would be even more accurate. Of course. <laughs> and so he thinks that cosplayers, like, that you see on that sci-fi show will look down upon cosplayers who carry this kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the difference between cosplaying and costuming. You know, a costume is something you just put on. Cosplaying is something you make and do yourself. But this, I, I think that helmet might look cool just sitting on a shelf at a hundred bucks. Yeah, I might consider it. You know, I'm, I'm definitely getting Marjorie the Shield. Yes, it's already pre-ordered. Yay! Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. The helmet. I almost feel like that's one of my voting with my dollars because I want to see the Loki scepter and the Tesseract. We don't need a Loki scepter though. <laughs> but we do need. How a... many shields do we need? Well, those are useful. <laughs> <laughs> in case we have to defend ourselves, Duh. we have four shields. One for each hand. <laughs> Our friend Gus Lopez was there, and he found out he could make his own masher, you know, and take it home. Yeah. And I realized he made a masher out of Captain America, 
but he took a classic Captain America arm and a regular Captain America arm, so his Captain America had two shields. And I realized, oh my god, what a collector's mentality that ca- his Captain America must have every shield. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guy who knows what he's doing. <laughs> All right, well, let's finish up by talking Legends. Six Inch? We're finally going to get to Six Inch. I've enjoyed teasing our listeners this long. It's been hold- withholding the Six Inch the entire show. But I, can we start with like what I think is the best from Wave 3? They're trying something new in this line, and they've got a Secret War Captain America with a motion blur shield that attaches to a hand. So it's like got the, I don't know what you call it, like waves of color coming out of his hand from where he's tossing called that a swoosh. Yeah, I called it a swoosh because I didn't know what else to call it. So I like it's a big swoosh. Yeah, this almost feels like Hasbro feeling the pressure from some of these uh, Japanese companies that are making Marvel figures. Mm Mm-hmm. I like this. I I think this is really great. I think it's got a new new element that they've not been able to capture before, which is this swoosh element. And that's it's trademark, so don't anyone else use it. (laughs) No, I definitely think that's that's a cool way to go, especially with somebody like Cap, who we have. You know, we've complained in the past, like how many different ways can they give us Cap? Well, now we have a new way because they've been listening to us. Exactly. They've got a bunch of translucent stuff too, Justin. They they know where I live. I know. Yes, after that ray gate, they do know where you live. <laughs> Literally. In, in also in Wave Three, there's the movie Scarlet Witch, and she has some badass flames Deep on itch. her hands. Oh, flames! <laughs> what? He said cleavage. Oh, she does have some cleavage, which I'm sure is going to anger somebody. But here is how cool this figure is, Marjorie. Let's be honest with the listeners. What do you think of Scarlet Witch from Age of Ultron? I didn't like her. I hated her. Yeah. What do you think of this figure? It's a badass figure. See? But I still think she's probably going to be terrible in Civil War. Age of Ultron was overstuffed. Let's see. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. This is a kick-ass figure. The likeness is amazing. One of the best Hasbro movie likenesses to date. Yes. If we get two of them, we can actually mod them and start our full house collection. Because <laughs> that's an Olsen sister. It's a di- wrong Olsen. But she's not I a know, twin. But- <laughs> But she's related. We could still make it work. And this likeness is only surpassed by the photo they showed us of the upcoming Winter Soldier movie series figure. Yes. It is, again, we saw a photo on a screen of a prototype, but it was Hot Toys good. Wow. They've got a lot of kick-ass figures coming up. There's the X-Men wave. They will not reveal what the Build-A-Figure is. Everybody said it's Apocalypse. (laughs) Dwight said... If it was 100% up to Dwight, it would have been Apocalypse. And then his Andrew, who was there with him, looked and said, way to throw Andrew under the bus there. So (laughs) I'm taking it not Apocalypse. Whoa, crazy. So what will it be? I have no idea. Now that one also has a translucent Iceman. With the spiky ice parts, kind of like a more modern Iceman. Spiky ice parts? (laughs) He also has Havoc with translucent effects and Kitty Pride with a Lockheed. Oh, there's just... Oh, and there there might be a Deadpool in that wave. Yeah, there's a Deadpool and a really cool looking cable. The Everything they showed in Le- Legends this year is, man... Six-inch Legends. Right, six sorry, Six-inch Legends is... <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. You know, we've talked a lot over the years about how if this wasn't a Build-A-Figure figure and we didn't need it, we probably wouldn't pick this up or that up. 
you know what? I'm not seeing a lot of those type of figures in these pictures. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about most of these figures at this point. I think there's one figure, and I won't say which one, that I would be like, if it wasn't that I love every other figure, I might have skipped that one. Now, the Doctor Strange wave that's going to be coming very much in the future around the time of the movie. We got to see on the screen. They did not have it on the floor. We were not allowed to take photos. The movie Doctor Strange figure. Ooh. It looked a lot like, what's his face? Benedict Cumberbatch. Yep. I can't say his name. Engelbert Cumberbatch. Yep. That's it. Yep. The outfit looked a lot like the old classic outfit, but the cape was far more subdued. It wasn't that flowing, wide, massive cape. All right. But how do you feel about, uh, we knew it was going to happen, but Dormammu returns with a slightly different paint deco as the Build-A-Figure. <sighs> with the same flaming skulls, mind you. Same flaming skulls, but different color this time. Well, yes, that's the whole thing. <laughs> Same figure, different color. Yeah. I, does it take away the specialness of a Comic-Con exclusive? I guess a little bit, but since it's a repaint, it's still going to be a different figure. Give people a chance to get a version of that character, which is cool. But yeah, I I would be more excited as somebody who already has that set to get a build a figure that I don't already have. I guess that's where... If I wanted to express hesitation about Legends this year, my key word would be repetition. Because I also asked Dwight, I'm like, last year you guys did a Build-A-Figure Hobgoblin, and now you're doing another Hobgoblin. They go, but it's not a Build-A-Figure. It's totally different. <laughs> and it's Ned Leeds and not uh, like it on the other name. But yes, it's two different Hobgoblins. It is. It's it, a more classic Hobgoblin, which is... It sounds like Vanilla Ice defending himself as to where he didn't rip off Queens under pressure. <laughs> I have I have less problem with the Hobgoblin than I do with getting yet another Iron Fist. Yep, that was where I was going next. And he doesn't even have a movie, does he? Well, like he's not in anything? Well, he's going to be on the Netflix series, but it's not going to be out next year. Is he going to be wearing his Crayola costume? He very well might. I just, I'm, I'm Iron Fisted out at this point, even though they try. <laughs> you cannot take any more Iron Fisting. <laughs> <laughs> I just pulled an Arnie. You did. Up. You did pull an Arnie. Now, we did talk about female legends when I was up there and their hair. And Dwight and the team know that females' hair makes it hard to turn the head and hard to pose. And it's just a question of do you want hair that looks good or do you want, like, soft goods hair that's poseable? Right. Because if they can't do thinner hair or they'll have breakage problems and things – or possibly child swallowing issues, he kind of implied safety issues, or you have this sculpted hair that creates no neck movement, and they're aware of the problem, but it looks like they did a great job with Silk's hair, that we're going to get a lot of posability on that one. It's kind of whipped back a bit. Yeah, they've been, I don't, you know, I don't find us complaining about the hair too terribly much. I think we mention it when it is a hindrance to articulation, but not that we don't understand why it's like that, so... yeah. But yeah, Silk looks pretty sweet. And the, from the, some of the other ones, like they're doing updos or ponytails where they can instead mm -hmm. of the flowing hair down on the shoulders. But that that brings me to the a few choices that they did make that I might have a problem picking up. Just because it's you know more Spider-Man. We got a classic Spider-Man coming out and another Miles Morales Spider-Man, which I feel like we just had. I need to point out. Oh, boy. 
that is not a classic Spider-Man. That is an ultimate Peter Parker Spider-Man. Uh, is he wearing blue and red? But his <laughs> eyes are bigger. His eyes have a bigger black outline. <laughs> and next to Ultimate Miles Morales, and I, I believe they said both will have unmasked portraits as well. All right. I would like to also point out, and I'll, I'll move away just for a second to talk about the Titan heroes, but it was an army of Spider-Men. And now we're back to Six Inch Legends. <laughs> That's all the Titan heroes we need to discuss <laughs> yes. this show. And some of them are already hitting stores. I've seen a Sandman <laughs> in stores, so there you go. I'm excited to get a Nico. Yeah, she's looking pretty sweet. Kind of looking like a little bit of a Monsters High doll, but... You know? Yes, she does look Monsters High. I couldn't figure out what it was, but it was like, yep, that's it, Monsters High. I just thought I was finally getting my Feruza Balk. Does it look like Feruza Balk? <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. A little bit, a little bit Winona Ryder. But, yeah, we're also getting the Scarlet Spider and... Lots of Spider-Men. There's quite a few Spider-Mans, but like I said, they they sell and they create good waves. In fact, I told Dwight, I said, Dwight, it would not be an interview if I didn't ask you about Blade. And Blade 2 was mentioned in Deadpool, so there's going to be a demand now. (laughs) Right, because it was mentioned so favorably. (laughs) Yes, totally. He said that Blade is considered a Marvel Knight, and having Spider-Man waves allows them to add more color with Marvel Knight-type characters like Ghost Rider. So the more Spider-Mans we get the more likely a new blade, not the old blade they showed before, but a new blade may finally arrive. Yeah, that's good, because that's one thing we didn't talk about, is it looks like they have slipped quite a few make goods in already for this this lineup this year. And I know a couple of them might... I can't remember if you pulled the trigger on some of these, Arnie. Did you ever go overboard and buy that? None. Okay. None. Okay, because... I never got them. The only one I did is I bid 1200 for Phoenix Force Cyclops, and I lost, thank God. Okay. But yeah, now here we're seeing, you know, Phoenix in her green variant, which I know... Yeah, but we're, we're not getting the other Phoenix with, like, the black bra. Not yet. <laughs> they will never make Aww. that figure. But here's the rogue that was promised. A while back. I am excited to get a rogue. Yes. That is a good looking figure. Honestly, I look at that figure and I I saw a photo of it and I got confused and thought it was a Kotobukiya statue. That's how good it looks. Oh nice. So yeah, all in all, it's, it's, it's we're off to an exciting start in Legends that we haven't even seen full waves yet. They're showing us just highlights of these waves at this point. Yeah. Again, um they want to reveal certain information through Hasbro Pulse. They revealed the Deadpool figure there, and they talked about how their hits were through the roof on that. So they intentionally held back quite a bit to reveal through the Pulse. They actually said they want to reveal the Build-A-Figure for the X-Men wave at Comic-Con. But based upon Comic-Con's timing, if there's a chance those figures will hit shelves pre-Comic-Con, then they'll release the Build-A-Figure through the Pulse. Hmm. And I did ask Dwight because in 2014, he said if it was up to him, he would do two waves of X-Men Legends for Age of Apocalypse and finally bring back the Phoenix Force Cyclops. So I asked, was it up to him? And he goes, no, I wasn't allowed, but not by Marvel. Marvel's fine now. There are no limitations on what they can make. It was simply the rest of Hasbro saying... Yeah, we're just trying to keep the characters mixed up and do different characters instead. Maybe that'll be your digital figure next year, subscription figure. 
True, they brought out Rescue. God only knows they they could. I mean, it's a figure that was produced, obviously. It's not like it's <laughs> just sitting there. And that leads me to one last story. Speaking of what Hasbro is and isn't allowed to do, I had left my primary recorder going with the Star Wars crew when I came over to talk to Dwight and Andrew, and Jesse Falcon from Marvel came up, and he's the one who works with Hasbro and helps, you know, figure out the licensing and all the what good how to tie into the comics and tie into the movies and all that, right? Yep. Je- Jesse Falcon walks in. I don't know if he knows me. He claims to remember me from when I interviewed him on the show, like way back when First Class was coming out. I think that's the last time I spoke to him. But he claims to remember me. He walked up to me, though, before I ever said a word to him and grabbed my cell phone out of my hand. Oh, my God. He's like Bill Murray. Was he going to throw it off the roof? (laughs) I don't know what that is. Oh, Bill Murray threw people's cell phone off the roof to take pictures of him. Oh, no. Like he was mad. He flips over my phone, and I have that case that I got from Marvel Shop. Yeah. And he goes, where did you get that? And I'm like, I thought he thought it was cool. And I go, uh, shop.marvel.com. I thought maybe he was accusing me of bootlegging. Right. And he's like, well, that, that what? You got that? Is that old? No, I got it like a month ago. <laughs> oh, that shouldn't be. And then he put it down, took a picture of the my phone case with his phone, and said, I need to write to some people. And Dwight turns and goes, I think you just got someone in trouble. I'm like, what did I do? I bought this at shop.marvel.com. How much more clean can I be? <laughs> and Jesse comes back over, picks it up, and points to the back. There's a silver surfer on it. Ooh. <laughs> God. Yeah. This is starting to get to be like a divorce. Yes, when the it is. parents argue about custody. Well, I think Arnie was standing up there, too, when somebody said something about, aren't you glad you didn't make Fantastic Four figures? And Dwight's like, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know. <laughs> when are you going to make the thing? Nobody asked that. But, I mean, they, yeah, they said, Did you th- do you feel you dodged a bullet not making movie Fantastic Four? <laughs> but no, it's not like I, they that... haven't before. <laughs> but, yeah, that was my... Uh... My weird experience of the day was having my cell phone. I'm, I, I haven't listened to that audio yet. I bet it's great as somebody rips the phone from my hand. <laughs> uh, so I better I better cherish that. I don't think I'm going to be able to find that replacement cover again. That's pretty awesome. But that was day one of Toy Fair. Go to our website to see a full gallery of all the Legends figures, we did not run through them all. We have a list on Facebook. We have all those photos. Thanks to our photo editors and our video editors who are putting this show together. And that brings us to one final bit of news for this show. We're going to be doing something a little bit different this year for Marvelicious Toys. Because, honestly, you know, Marjorie and I are here in New York trying to do everything. Get the video, get the photos. And it's 1 a.m. in case anybody's keeping track. Hey. We've got people who are not going to sleep tonight. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Andrew, Barrett, Rich, Scott, Jeff, Curtis, Andrew, Daryl. It's late. I think I've said all of their names. I may have said a couple twice. But these guys are going to be without sleep tonight, taking the audio and the literally thousands of photos we put up. And we have a team of so many people, even more than are mentioned in the credits, behind the scenes that work together to make this show happen. And I did some math, and 
these are a team of volunteers. They do this for the love of Marvel and the love of the show. But if they made even minimum wage and then you take into account equipment costs, server costs, every show we do would cost more than $500. And these guys have done it for years for nothing. And truthfully, I mean, we were doing a weekly show for a while. We kind of had to back down because everybody was getting burned out because we just didn't have enough people to handle the load. And right now, Marjorie and I, we don't have enough people here in New York to do no. everything we need to do. There are so many new licensees, like the re-edit figures. And so we're going to look to you guys in our audience to try to help Marvelicious go to that next level. We have started a Podbean account. And they're a web host, but they're also a crowdfunding source. We're trying to crowdsource this show so that we can bring on more people and help reward the staff we have for the hours they put in and kind of move away from the slave labor. And none of this is going to go to collectibles. Let's make that clear. Uh, yeah, that should be very clear. No money pledged to Marvelicious Toys goes for toys. Every dollar goes back into the show from promoting the show, helping the staff, growing the staff. Equipment. Equipment, servers. We just – we honestly could use some help in order to keep the show going and make it the best show it can be. So if you enjoy this show and would consider pledging even just a dollar per show we do, two bucks a month, you can do that at marvelicious.podbean.com and – we would greatly appreciate any support. We're going to have the link on Facebook, on Twitter, and on our website. And if you go higher, we're going to have extra rewards. You can pick something for us to review. There's going to be exclusive content. You can join us on the air for a review. But really, it would be great if you enjoy this show and you want to see us do more and be able to cover this even more and have the pictures up faster and have more articles written. We need your help to make that happen. And... That continue, and that includes day two of the Toy Fair coverage. That show is going to be coming out next week. All of those guys I mentioned working tirelessly, doing two shows in two weeks as we look at Funko, Kotobukiya, Diamond Select. Carnage is coming back, Justin. Yes, indeed. I, I told you back in December I, I was working on a theory, and I thought that one might be making a comeback. And I didn't believe you. Cooler. <laughs> You're all welcome. Thanks, Cooler. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com You can see more videos and reviews by subscribing to the Marvelicious Toys YouTube channel. You can find the link from our homepage. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4. That's 803-627-8354. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. 
Marvelicious podcast video enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, Richard, and Barrett. Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Scott Curtis and Jeff. Announcements by Brock. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at NowPlayingPodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media Production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. had an Iron Man helmet that it fits most heads. They said if you have a large head, it may not fit you. Sorry, Dawson. <laughs> you talking about the beak? The Vanderbeek? Yeah, James Vanderbeek. <laughs> that guy has a huge noggin. Yeah, him and Peyton Manning are getting into this this helmet anytime <laughs> soon. I didn't know. Does he even have normal? I mean. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> James Vanderbeek, his head is huge. He's like a, he's like a wacky wobbler from Funko. <laughs> terrible woman because i only know him from don't trust to be in apartment 23 so i've never seen dawson's creek anyway back to the shield let's yeah. stop knocking on the dawson jbbd you don't call him the dawson no one calls him that arnie just you you in your weird soap opera addiction <laughs> i'm so confused between you and your melrose place problem i don't even watch those and i'm a girl i'm gonna start blaring careless whisper to break this up yeah <laughs> Um, they also, 